Hello and welcome to another edition of Video Games to the Max. I'm your host, Sean Garmer, and here with me as always, Mr. Mark Morrison. Howdy. And welcome back, Daniel Anderson. Hello. I we I apologize, it's my fault that we have not done a show in a while. I've been having a lot of personal issues going on. I had to uh I'm not gonna go into it. Don't I don't think we need to be here for 10 minutes, but basically yeah just just a lot going on so i it's made it to where it was very difficult for me to be able to record and it be a good streaming quality been in hotels a few times and y'all everybody i think knows how a hotel wi-fi is uh i did a i did a recording on somebody else's show at a hotel and it was i don't want to know if it's my fault that it came out not great probably so I didn't think that that was right to do to everybody else. And, you know, moving and trying to find a place and all that, it's, it's not great. Um, so, you know, had to, I couldn't really think about video games while I'm trying to do all that. But we're back here. We're doing this. Uh, we got Game Awards predictions because that shows in basically a few days from when you'll get to watch this or listen to this. Oh, I got my Pokemon Violet Impressions. Mark's got more God of War Ragnarok impressions. We got $70 games more happening with that. Um, so we'll have all that and more right after this. You are listening to Video Games to the Max. All right, so just to get this out of the way, the housekeeping, in case this is your first time or 100th time listening, we always appreciate you. And if it is your first time, thank you for watching or listening. You can watch us uh, live on Facebook. We have W2 Network on Facebook. We have uh, on our YouTube, W2 Network channel, on Twitch, same thing, our, our Twitter. And, you know, you can also watch us on demand on youtube uh or twitch as well and then of course you can always listen on your favorite podcast catcher of choice whichever one that is that you like i use podcast addict myself but if you like app or google or whichever other thing we're on there iHeartRadio, spotify uh whichever podcast thing that exists we're probably on there at this point so just go check it out. Rate, review if you like it. If you don't like it, you can always let us know in the comments or write the review there. Um, and, of course, if you want to hear more uh, from us, that whole W2 Network, whether it's on YouTube or on the podcast, you get everything we do. So we have a whole group called the Riley's Broadcast Network. They do. Now they're back doing boxing again. So they talk about Mayweather, Pacquiao. They've, uh, they do mainly movies and metal music. So, but. Pretty much any big movie that comes out, they're reviewing it. So if you can think about the biggest movie that came out recently, there's a review out there for you, and they do a great uh, job. So go check them out. If you like anime, you got Todd the Cakey. They just came back from a little bit of a vacation. And then also MMA. We have a new MMA show called MMA for Marks as well that you can go uh, listen to or watch as well on there. So lots to check out. Uh, if you're more than just a video game fan, there's a lot out there for you. So anyway, let's get to the video games. It has been a while, guys. Anything you want to 
say you went to or you've been doing that might be of interest here before we get going? Nothing? You didn't go uh, some video game thing, Mark? or Not really. No? I would say that, I mean, we can get into it later, but Sonic Frontiers is shockingly not bad. <laughs> well, that's good. That's, that's uh, positive. Yeah. Uh, there. So, all right. Let's go ahead and get started with the... I guess it's really not a big deal, but of course, being a, a, a console war thing, it is a big deal for some folks. And I guess for the people that have the sticker shock, I guess they don't uh, buy a lot of games, maybe. Uh, we have confirmation from Microsoft and Xbox that now they are also going to be doing $70 games with their first party titles uh, starting in 2023 which you know that's right around the corner at this point so that means starfield that means redfall and wherever whatever else comes out next year from microsoft itself that is part of that triple a category that would make it 70 dollars, it will be that price uh i saw the news and i was like well i mean it's really not a big deal everybody's going that route at this point there's inflation to account for I'd much rather it be the video games than the consoles themselves. So $10, I mean, look, I get it. In other regions, it's not just $10. So luckily for, I think, all of us, we only live in a region where it's $10. But I know in Australia and Europe and everything else, it's more than that. So I feel bad for those people. But guys, I mean, did you kind of feel the same as well? Or, or did you kind of go, oh, man, I didn't expect Xbox to do this yet? Uh, Mark, what would you think? Why not be a hundred? That's that I mean, kind of my I, I, I mean, 100? like, yeah, screw it. Why not? Why not say, hey, it's the same price as Game Pass. Just get that, you know, like, because all these games are going to be in Game Pass anyway, and that's all they really care about. So, I mean, I realize they have to sell sell the game to like some rubes out there who don't have good internet. But I mean, let's be. There are regions that don't have Game Pass that do have physical sales. We can't. Well, just they, they can say they can say the same price, but like most of America has well, what they want, or like as far as Game Pass goes, like requirements. So, I mean, seventy bucks is fine. Like that's what people pay on PS4 or PS5 rather. But why not just they should just include like a sticker on every on every box and just get Game Pass? Like I said. Well, yeah. I mean, they do have the family plan now as well, so you can get that and share it with some friends and. Just make sure you don't have an active subscription. You have to either cancel your own subscription or wait for it to end, and then you can be part of somebody's family plan. But other than that, there's not a lot of restrictions there, so you could save somebody with Game Pass that way. Uh, Daniel, did you have any thought on the the announcement of that? I wasn't surprised. I figured it was going to happen eventually. I was kind of surprised at the timing because we're a month out from the new year, but yeah, it wasn't a shock, especially when Sony didn't really seem to experience a lot of pro- a lot of reduction in sales because of the raised price. There's no reason not to do it at this point. Yeah, no, I mean definitely, and uh, I think this comment from uh, someone watching on Twitch is great as well. You know, they they reported they're losing a hundred dollars to two hundred dollars on every console. And, you know, this is a way to make some of that up, you know, uh, although most of the people that are buying, I, I really want to know what those sales figures are for people that I know there's people that have Game Pass and they still buy the games. But I, I want to know what those figures are for some of these, uh, especially 
we're talking about new franchises now, right? We're talking about Starfield and, and Redfall. Horizon and Halo, those are franchises that are known. People are going to go out and buy those. But will those have the same cachet or will people just go and get Game Pass and play them for, you know, essentially the subscription price? So, But either way, he's right. They need to make up some of that money. They need to make up some of that money to put the game, you know, pay devs to put their games in Game Pass. And pay the devs on the studio side as well that they already have. So uh, that's a that's a good shout. And I just say I think the only one that would shock me at this point would be Nintendo, uh, because the Switch is essentially a uh, last gen console. So that one would be the one that would shock me if they all of a sudden decided, hey, we're going to charge seventy dollars for our games too, uh, when you definitely can't give the output that Series X or uh, PlayStation Five can do. And then, you know, PC is still staying at 60. But obviously, I mean, do you see that where PC games might go to 70 as well, Mark? I mean, I think they have once or twice and no one really complained. But I mean, the problem with PC is you can just, there's something called piracy. So you can't yeah. rock the boat too much with that or else people will just they screw it and go to torrent it or something. So what do you say to the, like, I've, I've seen a lot of people that are saying, uh, Oh, you guys are being too nice about the the $10 price increase. People should be clamoring more about games aren't worth $70 and, uh, you know, all of that stuff. I mean, do y'all have any kind of thought on that of just, are they games, right? Games aren't worth that much or? Games aren't a requirement. If you don't like it, don't play it. You know, or you don't like the price. Oh, well. Yeah. Yeah. I, also, I mean, there's always a sale. There's always sales. And then also you look at like movies where it's what fifteen dollars for a two-hour movie right now, so I mean you're getting more than eight hours of gameplay from a game usually. So just yeah. on that scale alone, you would be breaking even. And then if you're getting some of these games are going to have 20, 30 hours of gameplay, you're still get you're still getting more entertainment for your dollar than you would going to watch a movie. Yeah. No, I mean, you're right about that. You definitely, especially if you enjoy the game, you're getting at least, what, 10, 15 hours. Uh, and even if it's a shorter game that you're getting on Game Pass, again, you're not paying that much to to get the game there. So why not enjoy it and, and get your money's worth there? I think folks that are try, they're just trying to start a, a push for that that makes no sense. Uh, I, I just think you have to kind of understand that everything is going up at this point. All of our necessities are going up, so why wouldn't your entertainment things go up uh, at that point as well? I mean, not to mention, you know, you got to shift these physical things. Uh, as much as we are going digital, we're still sending physical copies of many of these games places. And, uh, you know, hey, devs got to make money. Everybody's got to make money. Remember, they don't make uh, everything off the – when they make a physical game, sell some of that goes to the retailer as well. So, you know, look uh, – at the end of the day, you you don't have to have video games. You do have to have food, and we don't really get a say in whether the bread is going up or the milk's going up. Kind of have to deal with that with video games. And I remember when we were kids, I paid like eighty bucks for some yeah games college basketball sixty for on Nintendo sixty four. I paid eighty bucks for this college basketball game. So. The fact that you know that the games are not going to go over 70 unless you want to buy the digital deluxe edition or beyond, then 
you know that, and it's going to be that. And then the floor is still, you know, 10, 20, 30, 40, whatever. It is what it is. Uh, yeah. The, he said, I paid $80 for Star Fox 64. That's right. I mean, damn, uh, Super Nintendo games were so overpriced because most of them were being made in Japan and having to be shipped over here for one thing. So I think people are just too spoiled sometimes, too entitled, at not understanding that it's still a good thing that the max games are going to cost us $70. So that being said, we go from game prices to game leaks. Uh, Star Wars Jedi Survivor, we knew about this game a while, but we didn't really know a release window for the game. According to this Steam leak that's now been taken off, uh, it's May release March 15th to March or March 16th. Uh, so it could still release somewhere in that week of March regardless. I mean, that whole, like, spring season of video games right now is absolutely stacked. (laughs) Do we need another one (laughs) coming out of that time frame? It's like, instead of having that one time where all the games came out between October and December, now it's, let's run and release everything between January and March, and then whatever we didn't get to release then, let's put it out in the fall. I mean... As, is it kind of crazy to you guys that like we've seen this re- this surge of let's release everything at the beginning of the year? No, because that's been happening since like the Xbox 360. Yeah, and I think at least in the, the U.S., first of the year is when people are getting tax returns back and they're going to have a bump in spendable money. So why not get some of the bigger games out when people have could impulse buy a $70 game as opposed to having to plan ahead? And also, a lot of these games have been delayed. Yeah, numerous times. Yeah, yeah. so I think it just fell because of the delays, too. And we could still see stuff moved around. It wouldn't shock me if a bunch of games are... I mean, they look at the number of games that are out in the spring and decide to push Star Wars game to June or May. I right. Mean, it wouldn't shock me. Yeah, I mean, at least we know Nintendo did that with uh, the Legend of Zelda game, so... That's one game that's not coming out in that cluster of games that already looks full. Yeah, we might see a few more move over uh, to then and and balance out the year a bit more because, man, there was parts of last year that felt, uh, you know, Mark was on here talking about, I'm playing some old games because there's nothing out and uh, or I'm just like playing nothing because nothing's enticing me. So hopefully we avoid a lot of that next this next year with so much stuff that got delayed and now. Looks to be coming out around then. Don't worry, Elden Ring can only come out once. Oh, yeah. oh no, no, it can come out multiple times. You just <laughs> have to have the re-releases. Yeah, the Game of the Year edition, Collector's Edition, the Game Awards edition, or whatever they can come up with to try yeah. to drum up some yeah. numbers. But there's no DLC, so you know that's right. <laughs> At least not yet. Yeah, we'll see if they get enticed to do that by the time. 2023 rolls around. Well, at least we do know that we're getting some, as we always do every month, this, uh, uh, the PlayStation Plus games coming out for this month in December. And that's a, a pretty big get for, of course, Game Pass got it as part of the EA Play thing. But you don't own that at the end of the day. Whenever it does and things do come off the EA Play, mostly it's the sports games, but things do come off of there. Uh, it's... You know, you'll actually now, as long as you keep subscribing to PlayStation Plus, you get to play all three games of the Mass Effect Legendary Edition 
Uh, that'll be on there for December. Vile Mutant, which was a pretty underrated game from last year. I'm sort of interested. It's just the whole like open world nature of it that did not really uh, entice me when it was first coming out. And then you get Divine Knockout Founders Edition as well as your second PS5 game that's also coming uh, around then. And those will be available starting basically right now. As soon as you're hearing this, you can go and download these games. So uh, if you've been waiting to play Mass Effect or you've been wanting to play Bomb Mutant, they'll be there for you to go download and play uh, Sussy for free. So there's that. And just to get this out of the way, because we'll be talking about a few other Xbox and Sony things here in a second. We they, uh, Microsoft also released the first half of Game Pass for this month. Uh, I'll go ahead and tell you right now, if you haven't played it, go play Eastward. It's an awesome little game that came out last year on Switch and PC. It's a big mix of Zelda and Earthbound, and it has the two sweetest main characters you'll find in a game. Uh, I love the crap out of that game. It's one of my favorite games of last year, so definitely I would go play that if you haven't yet and you have Game Pass. If for some reason you're one of the people that have not played The Walking Dead to its finale, you can do that as well right now. Uh, and right now you can also go download probably one of the biggest games that they've gotten on Game Pass in a while, Lego, Lego Star Wars The Skywalker Saga. And it's out there for cloud console and PC. And Halo Neighbor 2, which that's been a thing uh, Microsoft's been touting, but I really want to know how many people have that loved the first Halo Neighbor that want to play Halo Neighbor 2. Um, and then a couple of days later, you get uh, High on Life and Potion Craft that, that are, that's coming out December 13th. So I've been waiting for High on Life for a little bit. Uh, I love the comedy in it, and we'll see how that goes. Um, you got Hot Wheels Unleashed Game of the Year Edition, Rainbow Billy and the Curse of Leviathan also to round out the month. So between the PlayStation Plus and X and Game Pass stuff, any anything there that y'all are kind of interested in or... I mean, I, I never finished The Walking Dead, but I don't, I don't ever play it probably either. <laughs> uh, I know I did, and I cried. So, but you, wait, you never finished the first Walking? Oh, the whole series, okay? Because I never I finished the first, like, um, the first part of it, not when it gets to Walking Dead two, and I cried. Yeah, at the I, got, end. <laughs> I got through two, and that's about it for me. I'm like, all right, I'm out. Yeah, that's how far I got. I got to like two. And part of them was shown, and then by then I was kind of like, yeah, I'm kind of getting tired of these Telltale uh, well, games. So was, so was everyone else. <laughs> yeah. I liked the Batman because it was a little bit different. Like, it made you have to use your reflexes a bit more and stuff like that, but... Unlike the um, Guardians and the uh, Game of Thrones one. Yeah. Oh, and of course, Tales from the Borderlands, which was freaking great. That's right. probably their best one, aside from the first Walking Dead. So, um, but yeah, I mean, you can play all that stuff. Uh, I'm, I know I'm going to probably try out Skywalker Saga. Uh, I might play that with Anaya as well. Just to, it's, I know it's something we can yeah. play together. I mean, those yeah. Lego games are so good, but they don't yeah. have online multiplayer. So I thankfully I don't have to play it too. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's a really good get for Microsoft because they've been kind of, I mean, a lot of third parties have been delayed, which hasn't helped them, but recently they've been kind of getting back on that of getting big games and they announced a big game as well last week with monster hunter rise and the sunbreak expansion are both coming 
to Game Pass. They're also coming to PS5, PC, and PS4. But I mean, it you know, with uh, what we saw with them, they couldn't do it with Resident Evil Village. They were able to do it with Monster Hunter Rise. It's a great uh, get for them as far as bringing that Japanese audience, that multiplayer audience as well. Get friends together to play on Game Pass. And then, well, ho- yeah. Hopefully. <laughs> yeah, hopefully. But, you know, you know, you always have at least that first week or two bump where people try out stuff. And if they like it, man, they might get their friends to try it and they can do it without having to, you know, everybody's got to own a copy of the game or whatever. So that's helpful for them. And then Sunbreak will come out, I think, in June, which will make it the one year anniversary from when it came out on Switch. So there's that, uh, at least. Uh, pretty big uh, grab for Microsoft. I mean, I don't know that I like the Monster Hunter games. It's just like I never had somebody to play it with either. So maybe if I had like a group to play with, I would kind of get into it more. But good luck. With I never that. trying <laughs> to play solo. It was uh, it was not the greatest experience. So hopefully the online is better in this game than it's not. Uh, it's not. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. That's disheartening. At least on PC it wasn't. Oh, it wasn't? Okay. Yeah, you reviewed it, right? Okay. I tried to. (laughs) Didn't work for you there? Nope. I mean, it was like, it was more cumbersome than Monster Hunter World. And it was already bad in that game. So. (laughs) Oh, man. That's, yeah, that's not good. Well, at least it's there. And you don't have to pay for that bad online play. But a lot of people loved it. They bought it. They made the expansion pass because of it. So it is there for that. Ah, what I feel like is the bane of our existence, guys, this Microsoft and Activision deal. Uh, Trust me, I'm, you know, kind of tired of it myself, Uh, but there's new developments in it all the time, so I guess we sort of have to talk about it. Uh, I'm going to try to be as quick as possible I can with all this minutiae here. So if you remember the last time we talked about this on this show... Sony had offered, or not Sony, Microsoft had offered Sony a three-year deal plus a potential three years after that uh, to keep Call of Duty on PlayStation. Now they have offered a 10-year deal, a decade-long deal to PlayStation to keep Call of Duty there uh, and keep it the same way where they all release at the same time. Obviously, that wouldn't, that I think there's a contractual agreement where they can't release it on Game Pass for a while anyway. But whenever that expires, they could technically release it on Game Pass. That's really what Sony's worried about. I don't think they necessarily care that much about this exclusivity, this, you know, whether this deal or not. They really just don't want it to be on Game Pass, quite honestly. But that's not something Microsoft's probably going to budge on. Uh, Either way, the latest was that the FTC could file an antitrust lawsuit at one point to block it. Now there's word that it could wind up in a 2-2 split on the board and then it winds up passing with this concession and possibly other concessions. Uh, Then Sony has gone on to say that that, uh, Microsoft is trying to make them like Nintendo where they would have nothing in the shooter space at all and that you'd go to Microsoft for everything that involves shooters, basically. Um, To that I say, yeah. No, there was some like hilarious shit talking about EA in that. That was pretty funny. 
Yeah, they talked crap about Battlefield because that's the closest competitor and it's not even close, and it's true. Uh, that's also on Game Pass, by the way. And I don't think I've ever had one inkling to play it because I've never heard a good thing about ba- the latest Battlefield at all. So, um, and that's not good. I mean, that's, Sony does have a point there. But also Sony has shooter franchises that they refuse to revive. So that's on them uh at that point and basically again they're talking about the whole well this could make people switch over to xbox uh people have associated call of duty with playstation for a long time now so now we're worried that they're going to do the opposite go to xbox um there's a a lot of stuff in here i'm not going to go over all of it uh you can read that yourself um it's just too much to do in one one thing here but Basically, Sony's complaining. Microsoft is saying no. Microsoft's even going to the point of making stupid statements like, oh, Call of Duty's not that important. Just let it go through. And but, why are you, trying to, why are you yeah. trying to buy it? No, that's the point. It's like it's <laughs> dumb. They're both making look at, both looking stupid. Uh, Daniel, you haven't been on to talk about most of the stuff anyway. I mean, like, what do, what do you think about it? Yeah, so basically it just looks like, to me, Sony is scared to death of this happening. They're trying to say Call of Duty is the the franchise that makes everything profitable. And if it goes exclusive, then everybody's going to go to Microsoft. thing is, just because that could happen, it doesn't mean it's necessarily going to hurt consumers. And the whole point of antitrust lawsuits is that it hurts the consumers, not that it hurts your competitor. So, I mean... I don't think Microsoft would do that anyway because there's too they would lose too much money doing that because I mean let's face it back when it first came out Microsoft had the agreement and got the DLC first for all the Call of Duty games then Sony paid money to get the DLC first for all the Call of Duty games so it's gone back and forth honestly it's just whatever people's friends are playing on that's what they're going with but you can't tell me somebody said I'm going to get a PS5 because I want to play Call of Duty on the PS5 and not the Xbox. It's the other games that people get the consoles for. And I think Sony's exaggerating. I think Xbox is, is exaggerating. And I've given up trying to predict what governments will do because I don't know. It's whoever's going to pay them the most money gets their way, it seems like. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think it's it'd be funny if that did happen. Uh, GZDR forever is saying that Microsoft might as well just give a Call of Duty to every the every one of the console makers, and then you have Warzone that's free. It'll make everybody happy. <laughs> I guess maybe, but Nintendo really doesn't care whether they have Call of Duty or not. They don't need it. So, no. um, but I would say that they have a point in a way that Call of Duty is such a huge thing for this industry that taking it away from one console would be detrimental to Sony in what how much money they can make. But then that's on Sony as well to try to, okay, you took that away. Let's see what we can do with all these live service games we want to make and all these multiplayer games we want to focus on to see if we can find another cash cow for ourselves or, or whatever. And right now, Sony has to... They've never... They haven't really been able to, to accomplish that. Like... The ones that have been are Rocket League and uh, Fall Guys that are multi-platform. They're not Sony exclusive. They they are exclusive on PS Plus for a while, but then they go on the other consoles and 
and you know that's it like they're gone they're they're now on other things or then epic buys them and they're they're epics at that point so i kind of get it in a way but they're also like just being babies and they have somehow gotten all these different regulators to just believe that oh my god the whole video game business is going to go down if this happens and i find it interesting that there's uh there's a comment from uh what is it microsoft themselves that says that sony's the loudest complainer about this whole thing um i think it was in an article that they're the loudest complainer of this whole thing and yes we could try to make it exclusive but it doesn't behoove them to do it because like daniel said they lose so much more money from taking it away from sony you know they've used minecraft as an example that there why would they do that it it's just basically like a losing effort and besides their whole point is and phil's even said this already that what he wants and now the cma are investigating this as well he wants to remove that duopoly that Google and Apple have on the mobile store. He wants, for him, the biggest thing is Candy Crush and King. It's not Call of Duty that much because even though it's been going down lately, mobile is still huge. And if you can have a foot in the mobile space, that's big for Microsoft. That's a revenue stream right there that can fund then, a lot of other things. Then, like I said, spin off Call of Duty. Well, and I'll also, uh, I'll add this. Does anybody not believe that the instant this is ruled one way or the other, Sony isn't going to fully buy Square Enix? I don't think they can afford it, but it'd be funny. Uh, well, um, as uh, he's also saying here in the, the Twitch chat that if this deal goes through, it opens the door for Tencent to buy Epic or Rockstar, then make their own console and say, if you want to play GTA Fortnite, you need to buy your own console. I mean, don't they already have like a big percentage in Epic anyway? Yeah, they do. Uh, you I know, mean, like, they, well, the thing is, they wouldn't buy Rockstar. They would have to buy Take Two, and I don't think Take Two would allow themselves to be bought. Um, if there's one company that's not going around begging for somebody to buy them, it's Take Two because they have Rockstar, because they have the NBA 2K and and other things. Like, I mean. Yeah, the, the old the old historical is historical aspect is look at like what happened with Madden and the Dreamcast. That was a deciding yeah. that was one of the deciding factors of the Dreamcast not succeeding. Yeah, but I mean, I also think that it's just Sega was at the bare end at that point. Yeah, I mean, like they had lost so much to PlayStation that it was going to be really hard for them to compete at that point. I don't know. I, I just I agree with you that Madden not being on there helped, but I also don't think that that was the like nail was, in the coffin. It wasn't them, the you know? nail, but it was a nail. I mean, yeah. But again, is this gonna kill Sony? They're still going around money hatting games, so like this hasn't deterred them from doing that. Uh, I mean, even if know, Sony but... bought, even if Sony, Sony somehow bought Square, like the book, you know. However many, however many games Square sells in a year, still doesn't even come close to Call of Duty. No, oh but, no, definitely not. Definitely no, not. but it's it, while they don't have the one big franchise, they have Final Fantasy. While they don't have Call of Duty and the numbers that's putting out, you still have Call Final Fantasy. You have all the online service of the game that just 
shot up this year with WoW dropping the Final Fantasy MMO. You have Dragon Quest, which has a core audience. And for the most part, all those games are exclusive to the PlayStation anyway at this point because Sony's paying to make it. It used to be Final Fantasy was the biggest game on any console. Xbox never got it, but they still survived and thrived. That's because Xbox wasn't around when they when they were the biggest. <laughs> well, the, but no, I mean, right at the end of the what was it? The PS two is when the Xbox came out, and then the three hundred and sixty came yeah. out, and even then they didn't get all of the Final Fantasy games. Right, but they still found stuff that people wanted to be able to succeed, and it's the same thing. It, if Call of Duty somehow went away in 10 years from Sony, you can't tell me they would not have two or three shooter franchises that had released in that time to try to replace Call of Duty. I mean, Sony had the big, the what was considered the best shooter of the generation in the, uh, in the SOCOM series, and they just let it die. Yeah, I mean, they did. Uh, they let, they... You know, Gorilla decided they didn't want to keep making their shooter franchise. So, uh, you know, it's and better to them because Horizon's probably done a heck of a lot better than uh, Killzone. So, uh, you know, they let Resistance die off as well. So those are your franchises that are kind of gone. And could they bring SOCOM back? Maybe. But bring Warhawk I, back instead. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I do wonder if, like, Sony would would actually just kind of tie the knot, put the ring on it, and say, okay, Square, what do you think? You know, uh, you're barely releasing games on other consoles as is. No. Hey, they, we'll let you... Yeah. They, they they are releasing a ton of shit on, this, on the Switch. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, oh, Nintendo's Japanese. They're not, like, our main competitor, very much like Microsoft is doing with Sony on in the Call of Duty side. We'll let you keep releasing stuff on Switch. Just... You definitely can't release anything on Xbox. Uh, you know, I, but Sony I know, can afford I, yeah. to promote those games more than Square can right now. And that also, man, because look at all these games that are coming out, and I even Reunion, which is coming out in like a week, that I'm showing a trailer for. They really haven't been promoting that much either. So they've just been like all these games that released in the. Like late summer to the fall, because um, they're all the same. <laughs> yeah, no, they're not all the same. They're just like lower tier franchises, so they're just kind of like letting them be or whatever. But it's just like, man, imagine if you would have promoted these games, how much more people might have bought them. Uh, what? It, how many more copies uh, of Harvestella would have sold in the millions? Yeah, well, Harvestella is probably the one that was promoted the most because it was on a direct. But yeah, I mean, like, could Star Ocean have sold a little bit more? Could um, Valkyrie Elysium maybe? Yeah, sure. You know, you never know. Um, he brings up uh, Sony could let Bungie revitalize SOCOM. Yeah. Nah. I don't think Bungie wants to touch that one either. So. Yeah, I mean, I think Bungie is going to be making their own stuff. Like, you know, um, they want to make their own. You know, they want to have something besides Destiny that they're doing well in and you know they they fought to be multi-platform as well so we'll see how that goes does sony ever kind of go back on that um or was it signed to the contract that they can't ever decide to keep that from going multi-platform we'll see how that actually goes but it is a thought i wonder if sony would ever 
like branch off a part of Bungie and be like, okay, we need you to try to bring back SOCOM or or make a game that you know of a franchise that we have that you know make a new disruptor. Let's go. <laughs> Let's yeah. go. Why not? Um, well, speaking of other companies that own things, uh, Embracer Group, they're you know not out of the loop here. Uh, they're they recently did a poll where they had people uh, give their thoughts on Legacy of Kane. Did they want to see it get rebooted? And apparently, there was an overwhelming response of "Yes, we want to see it come back." Uh, how do you feel about? bringing back legacy of king i'd be all for it but if it, not if it was embrace for doing it i mean <laughs> they own the studio so i mean i'd give it a shot see how it is i think there's a lot of nostalgia for that franchise and you'd be crazy not to tap into it but i think the best thing to do would be if you can remaster and re-release the originals and use that to kind of test the market for it <laughs> Oh man, that that first Legacy of Kane game is some rough shit. Yeah, Soul Reaver is fine, but like the first Legacy of Kane is like, oh my god, what is this? I could definitely see him re, uh, you know, remaking or remastering Soul Reaver. Uh, I mean, but considering the way that Embracer Group does these remaster type things, I wouldn't have a lot of faith in it because yeah, they just they haven't been really good. That's a pretty archaic uh, game by today's standards. Yeah. Also, like it's it's good, uh, but like no map, no like little camera control, combat is not great to say the least. Well, do you think it, they would re keep the story but release it with a newer version, with you know update it for modern gaming, have the map improve that'd the combat? Be cool. Sure, you know make it like a more of like a Metroidvania, which kind of already was back then. Yeah, but. Yeah. No, that's going to bring back Nazgoth, that multiplayer shooter that no one cared about. Mm, God, the less we speak about that, the better, uh, yeah. honestly. I mean, this is right I mean, up Embracer's alley. They love there, bringing back stuff. There was that canceled Legacy of Kane game that Square Enix you know, said no to that yeah. looked interesting to me. Yep, it, was that's true. it was basically like, uh, what was it? That Shadow of War game or Shadow of Mordor before that came out. And hey, that didn't do too bad. Yeah, uh, it seems like th- this. Uh, who knows if it comes to fruition? Knowing Embracer, it probably I, would because they want to. Yeah, sorry. That game isn't even on Steam anymore. Like, it, they, like I think Square pulled it off because they, they had they said some clap crap about like, oh, it has some issue, but they never said what it was, and they never bothered to like fix it. Yeah. Yeah, so, uh, I mean, the, the, the Steam store page says Square Enix has temporarily remo- removed this title from sale to work on some important updates. How long ago was like, that? I mean, that was like two years ago, maybe three. I mean, and the, it, fact that, the fact that the, the uh, store page still says Square Enix owns this might, might give you some indication about how much Embracer cares. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, if they're actually going to do something with it, you know they, the changes, but, but they're not. Yeah, but again, I mean, they're not. We've seen this with many of their franchises. What they do, they like to bring back the old games and then try to get some kind of love around it so they can make a new game. So it wouldn't be too far fetched to see this happen. But, but they're always so bad at it. So that's what... yeah, I know. That's why I'm saying I don't really have a lot of faith with. Like I think 
there's some embracer thing about like they were disappointed by the sales of destroy all humans too and someone commented like that came out like there was like no promotion with it at all so yeah it's like yeah no wonder the sales uh, sucked because you guys didn't advertise it i mean they were so disappointed by the response to saints row that they have gearbox taking care of it now right i'm sure that's really gonna improve the writing for the next saints row game i mean, maybe it'll go back to being the old saints row though you know now those have claptrap shitting and everything in the city then uh, well yeah I, I mean i think if you're gonna pick one of their studios to to grab it that that's not necessarily the worst one um but i mean it's the know. most successful one for sure yeah yeah but it's similar to their other franchise like the borderlands and all that i mean it's not too distant from that you know right spring back enough, uh, bring back making another red faction game yeah well, we know that we uh, they won't be bringing out Dead Island 2 pretty soon because it got delayed again. It's the game that just continuously gets delayed over and over and over. Um, is it actually going to come out on April 28th or whatever? Well, that does get it past the glut of games in January and February. Yeah, They should have the, the, the new release tape April 1st. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Why not? I'm sure the game's going to come out now. Whether it's going to be good or not, who knows? But I can, I can, I yeah. can know. Oh, I can see my crystal ball from here saying no. I'm yeah, trying to be optimistic. I mean, it could surprise and be good. Um, you know, uh, it's not like Saints Row was terrible. There were people that liked it. It still got good sales. That Island Two could follow suit, right? Of, it's a known quantity game. People like. Uh, like the first one, they've been waiting for this game to come out for a while, so you know, there'll be some excitement around it. Waiting almost 10 years that's crazy. Yeah. 10 years, I feel years like the long wait is gonna hurt it more than anything else. Hey, it worked for Duke Nukem Forever, it worked. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't say, <laughs> I wouldn't say, um, I still have like the like leaked prototype version of that Dead Island 2 from like 2015 on my computer. <laughs> Oh wow! Really? Yeah, I'll be, I'll be more interested just to play that game to see how it compares to that thing. Yeah. All right. I mean, yeah, it, this is one of those things of like this game has been delayed so many times. It's like it doesn't really. I don't think it phases people that much that that game's getting delayed. So again, um, it's a matter of like advertising. Yeah. Like yeah, when this thing comes out, who's gonna even like notice or pay attention? Like at least uh, Dying Light has like some buzz around it. Yeah. I mean, but at least the thing is that we're going to get, um, you know, people that are going to be interested in that series that know that series, uh, maybe some lapsed gamers See, I, that go, oh, there's a new Dead Island, you know? Yeah, but like, you know, Dead the first Dead Island was like fine enough, but they made like two more that sucked. Yeah. You know, Dead Island Riptide was just a, like a glorified expansion pack that wasn't good. And then Escape Dead Island was terrible. All right, fair enough. Well, Mark, tell me about this Tetris Grandmaster. Are you... Uh... That's me? I'm the Tetris Grandmaster? <laughs> no. Well, aside from you being the Tetris Grandmaster. I mean, I don't know. I I know like it came out, or it's coming out. Uh, yeah. It's like the competition version of Tetris. I think that's what they play now. I don't like it because it... Like, I don't like the T-spin bullshit, personally. Oh, yeah, you're not big on that. I forgot about that. Right. I am friends with the girl or, or one of the people who runs like 
Tetris in America or something like that. I forget her like exact position, but she like works for the Tetris company. Yeah, it is a uh, Tetris uh, like arcade archives uh, right. version that's coming to Switch and I think PS4 or something. So um, you know, it seems to, it needs like the game. The, just call it the GB Tetris and have it be the Game Boy version of Tetris. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, sure, it's Tetris. Uh, it's cool that we're getting another new version of it. Sure. Uh, so there's this that. Will be the third. Yeah, plus that you know, Tetris 99 and, uh, and uh, Tetris uh, or uh, Puyo Puyo Tetris is still coming. You know, I made a sequel to that, surprisingly. And then the connected one that was right. Tetris all the rage. Yeah, Tetris right. Effect. So uh, I love that one. And that one was cool to play in VR as well. So, you know, definitely. I think if you're not a big Tetris fan, I think uh, Connect was a big victory for that. I think that got a lot of people into playing Tetris that maybe don't all the time. So yeah, there's that at least. Um, that being said, uh, you know, well, let's go ahead and talk about uh, games we've been playing here before we get into the final stress. Cause some of the other stories have to do with uh, kind of leading into our game awards predictions here. So uh, we'll get into that when we get there. Uh, there is going to be some Sonic frontiers, extra content, Mark, um, so that's good that there's you know free three free DLC updates coming. Uh, it's gonna have a photo mode, jukebox, challenge modes. One of them is gonna have Sonic's birthday and open zone challenge, a new Coco, and then new playable story content. You've been playing Sonic Frontiers, apparently. Yep. Uh, None of this bullshit is necessary. That game is perfect as is. Wow, Mark saying that a 3D Sonic game is perfect. The world truly has gone places now that's it <laughs> you're you, you are not the biggest uh sonic See, 3D fan I, so I, I like i like sonic frontiers it don't get me wrong the game is like supremely janky uh okay but it's in a janky way that i can appreciate and it's never broken technically okay the only, thing I, ever had, the only thing I had like weirdly break on me was you like you have to click these memories to talk to your friends like you need to click 10 i 10 of these like wrenches to talk to tails but the counter for that broke in my game where it would just say like, you need to collect zero. And I'm like, okay. Like I, I have 200. <laughs> like, like I just say like, you need zero constantly. Even if I had like, even if I had only zero and I'm like, what, what is going on here? And like the last, the last Island kind of screwed that up a little. Cause it kept saying like, I needed more. like, it's like, you need three, you need, you need three of these items to talk to this chick. And it's like, I have, I have 60 of them. And it's like you need three, and I'm like, okay, I think it, I think it like meant I need like ninety or something, but it just like the counter was just like broken, but like right. that was the only thing that like was like weirdly screwed up in my game. Everything else is great. It's like a weird collectathon game that like it's so meaningless that like you can just do anything else. It can just have a podcast on or something and not pay attention at all. I was like watching Scrubs episodes as I played this game, and it didn't matter at all. Damn, I don't know if that's a good thing or bad. It's a good thing. Like, <laughs> okay, like the love, like the cyberspace levels are great because they're like a minute long. Yeah, or they're like they're like neon. What's that game? Neon white. It's like okay. those yeah, types right. of those types of stages, where it's like you have to keep this through this thing for like forty five seconds. But who cares? You know, that's fine. Like you just yeah, man. I it. love neon white. So, uh, 
like the longest stage is like three minutes, maybe, or like maybe like two and a half. Like the ticket, like the S time, or like the S rank. Uh, yeah. But like, I kept thinking about like Sonic Adventure, like that first goddamn beach level in Sonic Adventure, is like nine minutes long, and I was like, this sucks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the open world is like really, really, really good. Uh, yeah, uh, like it's funny the DLC like mentions like you, you can get more cocos. I think that or I think that's what they're called. And it's like yeah, you, cocos, collect, uh-huh. you collect like hundreds of these things in the game. Like who cares? Like it's like oh I can get another one. It's like yeah okay. I <laughs> this doesn't matter at all. I mean, so how is the the actual like when you're going around the 3D parts? And... <laughs> so it's weird. Uh-huh. Like there are triggers in the game that like if you get, go up like a boost pad it'll like lock you into like a 2d perspective and you can't get out of it like really easily but it's still kind of fine because you can find still find ways to break it like you can just use your homing jump to just get to the end of the puzzle like not even go through it and just kind of like fall on the thing you want to collect and that be it the the, right. the two the two funniest things in the game though are there's like a speed and power system like upgrading your abilities that does absolutely nothing it's hysterical uh so like the upgrades are like useless or... well you have like a, a you have an, like an ability tree also like that actually is use, useful like that whole like kicking your feet out to like th- like make rings like make waves appear like right. that breaks the game entirely because like bosses are like you can just do that constantly to bosses, and they get destroyed instantly from it. It's great, uh, but like the actual like upgrading your speed and power does nothing. Like I, I upgraded it pretty early on. And it's like, well, according to the speedometer, I'm still going the same speed as I was at the beginning of the game. So I guess that's cool. That's uh, okay. That seems stupid. <laughs> the uh, the fishy mini game also breaks the game because you can like. You have to collect certain numbers of things to to, to progress the storyline. Like you need to collect like like okay. character tokens to talk to characters. You have to collect going through the cyberspace levels unlocks emerald or uh, chaos emerald keys. And like every every island, if the main goal is to collect the chaos emeralds to like beat the boss. So it's like okay, play these cyberspace levels, collect the keys, collect the emeralds, or you can fish and just collect all the keys that way and just. Go to the emeralds that way. Like you don't need to. You actually don't need to play most of the cyberspace levels, and I didn't. And I platinumed that game, and it was awesome. Awesome. And so, I mean, like, what did you think about the combat? Like, are you? It was really good. Yeah. Uh, The Sonic Supersonic boss fights are like incredibly janky as well. Like you're facing like so many huge enemies, and like you don't even know where the hitbox is for most of them. And, like, one enemy is great in the game. You're, like, supposed to, like, it, like, puts his leg down, and you're supposed to, like, boost up its leg to, like, hit it in, the, in his head. But, like, 80% of the time, the boosts would fail. Like, the game would just kind of, like, jank out. And it's like, this is still great. <laughs> and the absolute best thing in the game is the soundtrack. It, it is hysterical. Uh-oh. And I, I want to... Oh, I thought you were going to tell me it was great. Is, so why is it hysterical? No, it, it's hysterically great. Like, okay. It is like better than Metal Gear Rising soundtrack. Wow. Uh, so why is it like? Um, it, is it just like it doesn't make sense with what you're doing in the game? Or well, it... lo- load up the private chat YouTube video just for a second. 
you'll you'll see why uh okay but it it is like some metal singer i think does the songs oh man it, it's awe-inspiring and how it's like so bad it's good okay i can go with that uh, is there a story to this thing at all or yeah it's like weirdly not dumb like they didn't make knuckles a total joke of a character like he's been for the past 20 years like in sonic oh, i think it was in, positive. in sonic i think it was sonic boom rise of alert he didn't he couldn't tell the difference between left and right okay like he had like look in his hands and go wait like what is left and what is right and it's like wow okay but yeah in this game does like every character has like weirdly good writing and like an actual like character except for big the cat but who cares <laughs> so big doesn't give you any like new fishing rods or no no it's just like the yeah. dumbest mini game ever you just press x and like when the ring is in the bigger ring and that's it <laughs> like no like fighting like no really in bullshit no none of that stuff it's just like nope oh man it's, that's the best part there no it's not it's terrible like, i don't want to really <laughs> think about this crap i just want to like get on with it but that, well, that's like a that's like an easily top five game of the year for me damn that says a lot right there sonic frontiers top five game of the year yep uh i bought it i beat it i platinum it and i sold it back to the store <laughs> That's a victory in itself, right there. Uh, and I, know, I only lost about five bucks, so I'm just pretty happy. <laughs> Damn, total total win there. Yeah. Uh, so this other big game that it's you know been a while since we got to talk about it. It's been almost a month since it came out. Now, have you beaten God of War Ragnarok? Or you? Nope. When nope. I got Sonic Frontiers, I got completely derailed by that. And okay, I'm I'm still playing Ragnarok, but yeah, like I said, I just don't like the construction of it too much. And it was funny. I was listening to like not the, the giant bombcast, but like the other Dan Record podcast, and he was talking. He had the same uh, feeling. He like, yeah. yeah, he was like, "Yeah, I think he's like, I think I like Sonic Frontiers better." And it's like, "Hell yeah, you do!" Damn. Yeah. That says uh, a lot there. I think he's he's correct. Uh, so, like, what is your you know for people that maybe they've played it but they don't kind of understand what you're saying like what what is your i guess issue with the construction of it or i don't uh, like how they how there's not really a hub world in ragnarok anymore like i like that big lake in the in the 2018 version where like after every big story event the lake would change or like you would like new parts of it would unlock this doesn't have that like in every kind of world you kind of visit now like there are side quests to do and they're mostly fine, but like that sense of exploration is like kind of just gone for me. And it, uh, I think combat is also just not quite as good as in the in Ragnarok. Like you get this like chain ability to like kind of like whip your chain up and like turn it on fire, but I don't really know like what the point of it is because it it's so slow that I'm like how how am I supposed to use this in combat? Because it's too slow for me. Yeah. I'm also playing WoW. Oh, the Dragonflight? Yeah. How is that? Uh, it's more WoW. <laughs> like, they, I'm, I'm riding around a dragon now, which is kind of goofy. Because it's like, oh, we can, you know, uh, dive to the ground and get a speed boost. And, like, your drag, your the dragon has, like, stamina. So you can only do this, like, so long or fly for so long before it kind of just gets tired and goes to the ground. And yeah. it's like... 
yeah, why can't I just use my fucking original flying mounts and just bypass all this bullshit to begin with? I so there's like, that, that's the only special them. thing about they Dragon they Party. re-added talent trees, which is kind of hilarious. They're like, oh, we brought them back. It's like you took them out in the first place. Like you know, like don't act like this is so great. Like, uh, it's more wow. Like I'm not, I haven't hit the level cap yet, or the like end game. I mean, I I doubt I'll hit that at all, but. It's fine. I haven't heard the new class yet. I know that's pretty different. So we'll see what happens with that. All right. At least yeah. you, I guess you seem to kind of be. Oh, yeah. Well, well, it was nice to dip your toe back into every once in a while. All right. Fair enough. Uh, Daniel, uh, anything you've been playing? Or? So I've been playing uh, Pokemon Violet. Uh, oh, uh, so have I. Yeah. I saw the reviews before I got it. I expected it to be a glitchy, buggy mess, and I was surprised it wasn't as bad as everybody made it sound. I've actually really enjoyed the game. I've only had it crash on me once, and I played it a few hours. Uh, I mean, I'm at the. I've gone through the initial main quest. Main quest. I'm at the point where I'm rechallenging the gym leaders, uh, and okay. I've only had my game crash one time. I don't. I don't think I've had the game crash on me at all. Um, I think I've. I've only got. I haven't played a lot because, like I said, you know what I was going through. It's just really not. I haven't had time to sit down and uh, play much. I've gotten through the like that first like tutorial thing. That the first like tutorial quest got to the school, and then explored a little bit after that. Like. But, you know, what's so different for me, I think, compared to the other Pokemon games, is like the Pokemon are just so there. And look, yeah. there's, there's a lot of that from uh, Legends Arceus as well. But just like even when, before you get to the school, you see so many Pokemon. Like I'm already wanting to catch the, catch the ones I'm seeing. I'm leveling up the ones I have, like catching more. I'm not just like going from the town to town and doing all that stuff like I would in the other games. Like it does feel like you're on an adventure and you don't feel like you're being directed constantly. You do have the thing that tells you, oh hey, do go do do this or whatever, but it doesn't feel like it's overbearing on you. Hey, do it, you know. Yeah, and I I was the same way. I ended up spending a couple hours just exploring, catching whatever I could. I mean, I've just Honestly, I'm at the part now where I'm supposed to re-challenge the gym leaders. And instead, I'm just going around catching whatever I see, new stuff I see. Uh, I right. think I've caught three. I've had three shiny Pokemon appear just randomly, not even really hunting them down. Yeah. I mean, it's I, like I said, I'm enjoying the game a lot more than I thought I would, especially after seeing some of the initial reviews. Uh, I mean, it's fun. That's the biggest thing I can say about it. It's fun. It's entertaining. And even if I'm just going to, and this is something I haven't ever been able to do in a game, I can just sit down. If I have an hour before I have to go to work. I can sit down, play for an hour, just run around looking for new stuff, catching it. And I don't get bored. I enjoy it. I mean, it's just, it's fun. That's the best thing I can say about it. That's why I play Sonic, Sonic Frontiers. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, I didn't, I, for one, the what they were saying about the game didn't really phase me because I don't really worry too much about, uh, you know, glitches and that kind of stuff. It's a Pokemon game. 
Uh, it was never going to look super amazing on a Switch that's obviously outdated hardware at this point. Yes, can you say other games look better? Xenoblade Chronicles runs better, whatever. We can say that all day. But I haven't run into these ridiculous glitches or whatever that everybody else has. Also, I had the benefit of playing with like two patches now. I didn't play it uh, immediately from the word go. The moment, you know, I wasn't playing it pre release like a lot of these people that were posting this stuff anyway. But like I've been enjoying it, I've had fun. Uh, normally, I'm not one that catches a lot of Pokemon. I usually try to find my my six party members really fast, and then we start getting going with the gyms. And this one, because you constantly see them, and you're like, I see all these new ones all the time, whether they're from... I, I try to keep my Pokemon, the ones that I keep in my party, to the ones that are new to that uh, game. But obviously, I still catch the ones that are from the older games, you know. But it's cool to, like, Basically, you go down a path and you'll literally run into 20 different Pokemon there. And it's it's just so much fun to see what go around the corner and see what you're going to find out what you're going to see next. And, uh, just I really love that they took this step of Pokemon. Maybe it's not perfect right now, but they can keep going down this. And I don't think I'm going to get tired of it for a while. It's it makes you want to go back and keep exploring, keep finding things. And that's really cool for a Pokemon game, too. Yeah, I think that's the one thing that really helps because you can be walking around and you just see something that, hey, I, I've been through this area three times. I haven't seen that before. Right. Let's go ahead and catch it and see what it is. I mean, it's it's even though you get the new Pokemon and all the new games, everything for the most part, you're actually getting to see them and focus on them even yep, out in exactly. the wild instead of just walking through grass and having something pop up. Yeah, it's like you're not going around 30 different times trying to see if this one sighting of whatever Pokemon is supposed to be there will show up. It's like, oh, no, it's right there, and I can get it right now if I want to. And that's that's an awesome aspect of that. And just also that whole feeling of like, oh, let me go over here and see what's over here and go over there. And uh, what's what's in this little town here? What's in there? You know, so... That's great for Pokemon. It needed to be that for a long time. Hopefully, whatever the next step of the Nintendo consoles is, will be able to be like the much better realization of that. But man, they have a really great direction to go on with now with this, which is awesomely positive. So, uh, that's really the uh, well, okay. I did play Vampire Survivors and I totally get it. I totally get why everybody loves it. It is very. Uh, addicting, I will say. Um, I I sat there, I think, for like two hours. While I while I was doing my two hours of overtime, I would do what I have to do, pause it, then go back to playing while I'm waiting for a call to come in or do something, and then you know, keep, and it's like it auto attacks, so you're just kind of like going around just killing the hordes of enemies that come out, and then you constantly get upgrades every time you level up. So it's like constantly giving you something and it just, if you're one of these people that like, likes collecting things in games or just likes um, being constantly rewarded in games, like you will be, uh, I think very happy with, with this game. If you can get over the, the pixel art um, because, you know, obviously you kind of have to be okay with that, but yeah, I, I love the fact that there's like things to upgrade and uh, the the different you know 
characters you can get and stuff like that. Um, so yeah, I just like it motivated me to get all the characters and try to try them all out and fit, find which one's best for me. And like, yeah, I just had a lot of fun with that game. It's um, so I think the the hype has been getting is well worth the the hype for that. Um, you know, I wouldn't say like it's game of the year or anything like that, but it's well worth like just being in your. I could see it in a lot of people's top tens because it's just something you could pick up and play for a little bit. Just go till you die and you, you do it the next run or whatever. So um, hats off to Microsoft for getting that in the game pass. And it's a perfect game pass game of just, Hey, try this. I found out that I, I really like it. And now I can just pop in and play it whenever, uh, you know, I feel like it for a while. And I, I probably, yeah. So I, uh, Totally a person that will endorse Vampire Survivors when it comes down to us talking about our, you know, our top games of the year for sure. And I think the, I played a little bit of soccer story as well. You know, if the game has soccer, I got to play it. So um, it's, I guess you could say it's like golf story. Uh, You're in a town that, used to everybody loves soccer but then somebody came in uh, it's basically a riff on fifa you know if you don't know fifa had a big scandal happen and uh especially with this world cup that's still going on why qatar got it and everything so there's a a guy that's supposed to be like sep bladder is the one that's um uh the the guy that's uh, above soccer inc and the only way you can play soccer is officially Soccer Inc. sanctioned. You cannot play it in your town or or whatever. And so there's this magic soccer ball that shows up, and you have to then do things around the town with the magic soccer ball. Is this the plot yeah. to that wrestle RPG you want, only with Vince McMahon instead? Like he'll be the <laughs> ultimate bad guy? No, but I, I just thought it was neat. And it's uh, like not pixel art, but it's like – um, you know, the graphics are kind of very indie and, and stuff like that. Um, it's made by the same people, I think, that made um, The Descenders and all that stuff. So, it's uh, the sequel to Soccer Kid. No, no, <laughs> but this game. <laughs> it, it's it's a fun little enjoyable game. I, I liked it. Um, it has like a quest system, like an RPG. So, uh, there's that to it as well. Um, yeah, I just I think that it's it's cool that they made this um, and it exists and there's different places you can go to, uh, little biomes or whatever, where you can figure out more soccer stuff and you play soccer games with people, you make your own team. And, you know, so I'm all down to continue to play it, of course. Uh, don't know if I'll pro- actually it might this might be a game that I finished and everything, but I enjoyed my my time with it for sure. It's uh cute little game you can play it on game pass um so yeah definitely if you enjoy soccer and little and adventure games i uh, would give this a shot my two favorite uh, things sure. <laughs> well hey there's some of my favorites so that's <laughs> what what matters at the end um yeah i i put summer build down but i actually hadn't really i played like the beginning section and i haven't really gotten to do much with it so I'll talk about that next time. I'm sure. So, uh, yeah. Yen's and I played through Sniper Elite Five. <laughs> How was that? More Sniper, More Sniper Elite. Elite. Okay. Yeah, pretty much. 
He was like, oh, you can put it in the game of the year list now. I'm like, yeah, I could. <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess you could. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's perfectly fine, but it's, it's it, to me, it's like a glorified expansion pack. Or like, yeah. your levels are bigger, I guess, but I'm still blowing up Nazi's te- testicles the same way as the last two games. So. <laughs> <laughs> that's the that's the part that matters. That's, that should be the subtitle. Uh, so, okay, really quick here, uh, so we can get to the Game Awards predictions. Uh, Summer Games Fest uh, gets an official date. It's going to start Thursday, June 8th with the kickoff show, the opening night live, the whatever you want to call it, uh, where they kind of do the big, you know, oh, here it is. Uh, Summer Games Fest is officially on. And um, it will keep on going until whenever it is it's supposed to end. Uh, the bulk of it is going to happen between June 9th and the 12th, which I think is like a week before. E3? Oh, no, that's, that was last year's. So I'm sorry. Uh, so it's still happening like a week before E3. Uh, so, you know, Jeff Keighley had to had to usurp the E3 coming back. His own. That's his whole thing. Uh, let's see if which one we're talking about the most by the time we get to it. But we knew it was happening. Good thing that we know that there's a date now, June 8th. Look, uh, get ready for that. Um and hey, also Thursday, December eighth, which is you know a few days away, the Game Awards is happening, and it's apparently going to be shorter, guys. What a miracle! Uh-oh, Thank God. Four hours long. Thank God, Jeff Kelly listened about something because if there was one thing that really dragged down the Game Awards for this entire existence since Jeff Keighley has had it, is that it's super long and it really drags by the end. So hopefully, this helps. I don't mind the length. I mind the trailers or, you know, the stupid ad stuff they do. I don't know. I just, if it was like three hours, yeah. If it was like three hours of Tim Schaefer up there, like accepting awards, that'd be cool. But, well, but they don't focus on awards. So when it's, when it's (laughs) Andrew WK jamming out to some Rage 2 bullshit, I'm like, all right, I'm done. (laughs) You still, you got to throw that in every time we talk. Yeah. Uh, Highlight highlight of the show. Um, I'm glad that it's going to be shorter. I get fatigued after a while. Like, it's why I really don't watch that many award shows anymore because they tend to go super long. And um, when you're trying to just get to the end and get to that game of the year, and then also it's like hardly ever about the awards. By the time you get to like the 15th trailer, it's like, okay, God, let's go. Uh, so he does say that, okay, there's going to be fewer, bigger games because we had to make this shorter somehow. So, and you still got to have the ads, so we'll see. This could be good. This could be bad. I'm hoping it's better on the 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 good end, not the bad end. But um, you know, I'm hoping for miracle. Yeah, a miracle, <laughs> and it will be. Look, it's never going to be the perfect show. There's always going to be something we're not going to like about it. But I'm hoping we have more good things to say than than bad when we're like reviewing the show uh, in yeah. a few days. So. Uh, that being said, let's get on with it. Our, um, I, I, so first, first off for clarity, I took out some of the awards, like all the esports stuff. We don't do esports here. So what's the point of talking about the awards? We don't even know any of these people. So it's pointless. The most anticipated thing is not really an award. It's a glorified popularity contest. That's so I took that out. Um, and there's a everyone, few knows, other everyone knows that on two is going to win that anyway. So yeah. So, <laughs> uh, but anyway, let's get started. 
Uh, we'll do game of the year last, obviously, but we'll just go through most of the big ones here. Um, so let's start with, I guess, from the bottom, best adaptation, which is not really, I guess, game related. It's gaming adjacent. The nominees are Arcane League of Legends. That's the uh, League of Legends, like three episode anime thing, which I still need to go watch because everybody says it's great. Cyberpunk Edge Runners, The Cuphead Show. Sonic the Hedgehog 2, uh, the movie, and Uncharted, the movie. What do you think is going to win? And if what you think is going to win is not what you want to win, I guess you can give that one as well. I could uh, see Sonic winning. For yeah. and Of that list, I'd probably say Sonic. I know that Cyberpunk show is like not terrible. Uh, but I thought it was weird that they said, like, it's not getting a season two. Like, we, we thought we, we didn't want one. And it's yeah. like, why didn't you? Like, they never had the idea of it being a season two because it was always meant to be like a this 10 episode thing and that's it. And it was supposed to be just a way to get you to want to play the game. And yeah, it did accomplish um, that at least. <laughs> but Sonic 2, probably. And it, it damn sure ain't going to be Uncharted. I'll go with I think Cyberpunk is Edge Runners is going to win. And that's what I would want to win because that anime is pretty awesome. I think uh, Sonic 2 is probably going to win. Uh, All right. Arcane is really good, though. Yeah, yeah I know Yen likes it, too. All right, I'll have to watch this. Another recommendation here. Arcane. I know people that swear by it, and they've watched it, like, multiple times, so... Well, it's uh, going to be yeah. funny next year when everyone just says Mario. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be easy to be just like Mario. What What did y'all think of that? Did y'all watch that new trailer? Yeah, I saw his, it. His It's a me sounded really weak, but that's about it. Yeah. Like, everything else seemed fine, I guess. I love the Donkey Kong part, and then obviously having the Mario Kart yeah. bit in there it, was pretty great. It's it's weird that like the inference is like the Mushroom Kingdom is like creating these training levels for Mario. Like that's what I got from that trailer. Like, Princess- well, I think it's also like maybe him Bowser messing with the worlds is causing them to kind of blend or. Something. Okay, I mean, I thought it was like yeah, no Princess Peach like made these levels for Mario to train him to to beat up Koopa. Yeah, so maybe that. That See, was hilarious, I, though. I thought it was going to be a trying to gain allies to fight Bowser, and so he's having to fight or race or do whatever to get them to agree. Right. Maybe that, too. I'm just excited to watch that thing, finally. It looks freaking awesome. When is Gino uh, going to show up from Mario RPG? <laughs> hey, you never know. Maybe they'll surprise no, us with that. I do know that. That's not, <laughs> never going to happen. <laughs> uh, best multiplayer Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2, Multiverses, Overwatch 2, Splatoon 3, and Ninja Turtles Shredder's Revenge. COD, Call of Duty. Uh, Splatoon 3 is what I think will probably win. Uh, although I think Multiverses should probably win. I think uh, Call of Duty is going to win. Uh, Shredder's Revenge was great, so I'm going to say that should win. That would be cool if it did win. That'd be awesome. Uh, best sports racing game. The usual suspects are here. F1 22, FIFA 23, NBA 2K 23, Gran Turismo 7, no. and Ollie Ollie World. Ollie Ollie World is pretty great, actually. It'd be awesome if it won. It's not going to. I'll just say that FIFA wins. Yeah, I'd say FIFA just because it's like the last FIFA game that anyone's going to care about. Yep. Yeah, I agree. Best Sim Strategy Game, Dune Spice Wars, uh, Mario Rabbids, Sparks of Hope, 
Total War Warhammer 3, Two Point Campus. You can play on Game Pass Victoria 3. Which one? Uh, Mario and Rabbids is probably going to win. Yeah, although I've heard that Dune Spice Wars game actually isn't terrible. Yeah, yeah I've heard, heard good things same. about it as well. Yeah, I think uh, Mario Rabbids will win. Yeah, and that's actually a really great game, so it's still fine. It's yeah. better than the first one. It, it, yeah, definitely deserves the win if it um, if it does get it, for sure. Uh, best family game, Kirby and the Forgotten Land, Lego Star Wars The Skywalker Saga, Mario and Rabbids Sparks of Hope, Nintendo Switch Sports, and Splatoon 3. So basically the Nintendo category. Um, I'm going to say I would really, 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 really want Kirby to win, but That's they're probably... Right. That's not really a family game. That's kind of like the weird thing. <laughs> well, if families could play it. You know, your yeah. kid can play it. You can play it, you know. Uh, but I think Lego Star Wars is probably going to win. But I'd love for it to be Kirby. Uh, I'd, say, yeah, I'd say Lego Star Wars. Or maybe, like I said, maybe uh, Mario and Rabbids again. Yeah, I think it'll be Lego Star Wars just because, well, I don't know. I think the one non-Nintendo game will get the win in this one. Uh, best and fighting no, game. Oh, go ahead. No one cared about Switch Sports. <laughs> well, I wouldn't say nobody cared about it. It sold pretty well. It's just you didn't hear a lot of people talking about it. Yeah. Uh, best fighting game. DNF Duel. JoJo's Bizarre Adventure All-Star Battle R. That's a mouthful. King of Fighters 15. Multiverses. And why is Sifu a fight? It's Sifu's not a fighting game. But all right. Because they, they needed a fifth one. Yeah, they needed <laughs> yeah. to stick it into a category. Um, it would be really cool if Sifu won, but I think honestly, with the way that Multiverses has taken over, uh, I think Multiverses would probably win because it's been such a, a like mo- big talked about game. I don't yeah, know. I, I, can, I agree. I, I can see that JoJo's game being a winner. That's perfectly really? fine. You think that all those uh, people on the the um, panel played that thing? I played that thing back when and it came out originally. It? Okay. <laughs> Oh, you played in arcades or whatever, right? I played on PS3. <laughs> oh, on PS3, okay. Is, it was a really, it's a good game. You like it? It's fine. You know, <laughs> it's okay. It is what it is. <laughs> I mean, in that list, let's say it's fine. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> Our King of Fighters is still pretty good, but yeah, that's you true. know, that's kind of a long in the tooth franchise. So, hey, it came back and doing well, so that's positive. Yeah. Best role playing game. Uh, probably know what who's gonna win here. Uh, Elden Ring, Live Alive, Pokemon Legends Arceus. Uh, should note that Pokemon came out too late to be uh, the the most recent Pokemon came out too late to be considered. Triangle Strategy and Xenoblade Chronicles Three. Um, I think I will jump out of my seat in excitement if Xenoblade Chronicles Three wins. But it's one of those, like, if we're going to go by the normal way awards usually go, if you're not going to win your category, uh, what's happening here? Elden Ring is probably going to take this hands down. Well, everyone knows it's going to be Triangle Strategy, man. Come on. Hey, Triangle Strategy is pretty good. But, no, it'll be, yeah. it'll be Elden Ring for everything. Yeah, I think it'll yep. be Elden, Elden Ring, although I think Xenoblade should probably get the win. Or, you know, I, I kind of feel like Arceus should... Uh, Arceus was a lot more impactful than I think a lot of people knew at the time because a lot of the uh, best. I think what really hurt it is the fact that people knew that there was another Pokemon game coming. Yeah. So, but I mean, a lot of the best features from Arceus were put into Scarlet and Violet. 
Exactly, for sure. We got to thank that game for giving us what we got with Scarlet and Violet. Uh, best action adventure game. We're going to see a bunch of these games a lot, so get ready. Uh, Plague Tale Requiem, God of War Ragnarok, Horizon Forbidden West, Stray, and Tunic. Um, pretty much probably guarantee that God of War is going to take this. Uh, so I'm yeah. going to say that Horizon will take it because I think God of War will win bigger categories, and so they're going to try to spread it around at that point. Yeah, I mean, it'd be cool if they did it that way, but usually we don't see them do that. Usually we see them like not spread it around, where they have the same game wins quite a few categories. So yeah. it kind of just depends on how the panel voted for this. But yeah. Mark, what do you think? I think God of War, but I know some people do like Tunic, but I don't yeah. think it has enough enough support. <laughs> really enjoyed Tunic, but yeah, yeah, sad. Best action game, Bennett Three, Call of Duty Modern Warfare. <sighs> Why is Call of Duty Modern Warfare considered a damn action? Oh, because they don't have a shooter genre. Because it's an action game. I mean, uh, whatever. Yeah. Uh, Neon White, Sifu, and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles: Spiders Event. Um, anything but Call of Duty here, and I would be okay. It'd be really cool if Neon White won or Ninja Turtles or whatever. But um, you know what? I could re- actually really see Ninja Turtles winning. I could too, and I hope it wins. I think Bayonetta 3 will win, but I don't really want it to. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, when, I mean, Bayonetta 3 is technically this, the biggest game that's actually that's in here. That's This is its actual genre. Um, I just really hope it's not Call of Duty. Just don't need it, folks. Um Oh, hey, if it wins, wins the award, though, it'll just prove that it's not important that Microsoft says it is. <laughs> right? Yeah, exactly. Hey, it didn't win, so uh, best debut indie. So that means it's the most the it's this is a brand new game that came out this year. Uh, Neon White Norco, which this is also on Game Pass, just came out the Game Pass as well, so you can go play that. Uh, Stray, Tunic, and Vampire Survivors. Um. This could be that moment for Vampire Survivors with all the hype that it's gotten, but I'm gonna say that that uh, Stray is probably gonna take this because if it's up for Game of the Year, like you're not gonna win your category. I mean, I say Vampire Survivors is gonna win that one. Yeah, I think Vampire Survivors probably will. Although I think uh, Tunic should get some love here too. Yeah, Tunic should definitely get some love for sure. Uh, best indie thing. I'm glad to see this game get some. Cult of the Lamb. Uh, neon white, Sifu, Stray, and Tunic. Um, this is another one of those like, will they go with Stray? Uh, I'm gonna go with Tunic here, probably winning. Yeah, it seems likely. See, I think they'll go with Stray here, and Tunic is best debut. Yeah, I wouldn't dismiss Cult of the Lamb. A lot of people like that game. There was a lot of talk about that game when it was first coming out. So yeah, that's one that made me pause when I saw it. Uh, I forgot we don't need to have this in here. We don't do, we don't really do much with the ongoing games, so I took it out here. But that is a category. Games for Impact: A Memoir of Blue, As Dust Falls, Citizen Sleeper, Endling, Hindsight, and I Was a Teenage Ex Exo Colonist. Damn it, I can't write. I can't speak today. I I was a teenage exo colonist. Um. 
Honestly, a lot of these games. Citizen <laughs> Sleeper is really good. It's on Game Pass. People should I think go I've play heard of that it. one, but um, as thus far as you've heard about it, I talked about it on here. It's the the Telltale type uh, type game. Is that the like stop motion one or like the yes, photograph one? Yes, that's the yeah. one that has the uh huh. Yeah, that one. That can't that can't win then. <laughs> uh, I would love for Endling to win, but it's not going to. I think uh, I think Citizen Sleeper actually might win. On- I think As Dusk Falls will win just because it got a lot of press when it first. Fair enough on that. Uh, best performance: Ashley Birch as her uh, for Horizon Forbidden West, Charlotte McBurney for Plague Tale Requiem, Christopher Judge God of War, Man Engaged for Immortality, and Sunny Suljic for God of War Ragnarok. Uh, Christopher Judge, since yeah, he didn't get it when because what's his face? Uh, yeah. Uh, whoever did the, the main character in Red Dead 2 got it uh, that year, so I think they'll give it to Christopher Judge. I think uh, Mr. Tilk himself, Christopher Judge, should get it. Yeah, it'll be, it'll be him or Sonny, one of the two. Yeah, for sure. Uh, best audio design. So th- this is not score. It's like a, the design of the music. Uh, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2. Elden Ring, God of War, Ragnarok, Gran Turismo 7, and Horizon Forbidden West. So, uh, Elden Ring? I guess. Yeah, that'd be my guess. Yeah. Best score in music, uh, A Plague to Requiem, Elden Ring, God of War, Ragnarok, Metal Hellsinger, which I don't care for that music, but I can say it's cool that they made this kind of game for that. And Zombie Chronicles 3, uh, Sonic Chronicles 3 had amazing soundtrack. I'm going to go with that. It's not going to win. Elden Ring is probably going to win or something. Yeah. I'll say God of War Ragnarok just because Jens is a huge man crush on Beer McCreary. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll say uh, Xenoblade will win. That'd be great if it did win. It should win. Uh, best Art Direction. Elden Ring, God of War, Horizon Forbidden West, Scorn, and Stray. Scorn definitely deserves to be in here. That is an amazingly done, as far as the art goes. Um, I still think about it just because it's so freaking weird. Uh, I can see God of War winning this. I think Stray will take it. This uh, is one of those lower categories where they can give it to a game that might not have been the biggest game, but was interesting. Yeah. I think Stray will get it here. Uh, Zettelblade got robbed for best narrative. I'll just say that. Uh, Plague Tale Requiem, Elden Ring, God of War, Ragnarok, Horizon, Red and West, and Immortality are the ones for narrative. Um, I don't know. I, 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 I'd yeah. say Ragnarok or Horizon because like Elden Ring doesn't really have a story. <laughs> Elden Ring's story is like other Dark Souls games, right? It's uh, non existent, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's there, but in parts. Like you have to like read wikis uh, and bullshit like that. So, like, yeah. I mean, there was a big discourse about how Elden Ring does have story, and people are just hating on it and all that, whatever. I, uh, so, uh, yeah, I think uh, God of War will probably win. Uh, you know what? I think they're gonna. I think uh, Horizon Forbidden West will get thrown a bone here. Fair enough. You could be right there. Uh, best game direction: Elden Ring, God of War, Ragnarok, Horizon Forbidden West, Immortality, and Stray. Uh, Elden Ring. No, con- no contest. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then Game of the Year, which is basically the Elden Ring and God of War fight. 
Uh, Plague Tale Requiem also involved in this. Horizon West Stray and Zelda Chronicles 3. I am just happy that Zelda Chronicles 3 got nominated. Uh, but yeah, if it's not Elden Ring, I don't know what we're judging Game of the Year on. That has the lead in so many different categories, not just the most talked about game, the most influential game, the most sold game. I mean, go on and on. If you one game that sum up this entire year, it's Elden Ring. Yep. Yep. <laughs> uh, I, see, when I first read it, I think they're going to give it to God of War, and that's why I said game directional Elden Ring will get that, and then really Horizon will get narrative. I think they're going to try to split it up to. Like, I will be look as much as I God of War was getting all the plaudits. I will be very surprised if more people voted for that than Elden Ring. Well, also God of yeah. War is more recent, so it's closer on everybody's mind. Yeah, I mean, you could be right about that, but wow, that will be a shock to me. Rain doesn't win. Uh, but yeah, that's our predictions. I think some of the some of these are really like you can't really dispute them much. Um, it would it'd be nice if we had more variety, but again, we do have a lot of people to vote for these, and we got to remember that people can't play everything. So you can make up your own game of the year list. We're going to do that ourselves uh, coming up pretty soon. Uh, but yeah, that's that's our picks for who's going to win the game awards in a few days' time. Uh, any is any uh, we know Tekken Eight is going to be there. Um, they Star said Wars. no. Yeah, Star. They said no new game from the Nether Realm folks. Any games you guys are maybe hoping get shown off or announced down. or? Let's call it bones. <laughs> God. Yeah, I'm, I'm hoping. I really do. I hope that they're going to have Dead Island 2 and Skull and Bones trailer back to back. <laughs> Just to screw with people. Hey, it got delayed again, folks. You know, and at the end, it says, it's actually coming out. We promise. <laughs> right. Um, I hope we have like some kind of Final Fantasy 16 or Rebirth or something uh trailer um or uh the announcement of the pixel remasters coming to switch that'd be cool too uh so if i'm gonna if we're just predicting something crazy i think we're gonna get a weekend beta of uh crap the game's escaping my mind now the bethesda starfield Starfield, yeah starfield okay i think we're gonna get a weekend beta where we can play around I can see them doing that for Redfall, since that game's closer to coming out. Uh, even though they apparently Microsoft may not even show up there at all because they don't want anything to affect the Activision thing. So we'll see if that actually happens or not. I wonder if Nintendo's going to have anything. Uh, will they have a big game to announce? Will we finally get the actual release date for Advance Wars Remaster? Who knows that they've been... Sitting on or that, that. <laughs> forever that rumored stealth dropped. And... There's always that forever rumored Metroid uh, Prime. Yeah, you know, that rem- thing. You know. or the Metroid Prime at least one remaster, if not the whole right collection. or port. Yeah, <laughs> it could be that. Um, Sony usually has something, so maybe another. This game's coming to PC announcement or. This is when they announced they finally bought Capcom. <laughs> God, I can imagine. <laughs> uh, but yeah, he says he feels good about this show. We'll see if it delivers. 
Um, I don't know that we're going to do what we're I'm not going to say we're going to do it right after. I will say probably Friday we might do something. Uh, Mark and I, and uh, to not let that get too far away, because I know that that's one of those things you got to cover pretty immediately or people stop caring. Uh, so, me, saying, me saying Sonic Frontiers got robbed for everything. <laughs> right. And then uh, on Tuesday, that, that Final Fantasy Chronicles reunion comes out, which I'm excited uh, to Crisis play that. Oh, Crisis Core, I'm sorry. Well, Crisis Core reunion, whatever that yeah. damn stupid names they come up with. These. Uh, Dragon Quest Treasures comes out as well, which my wallet is sitting there telling me you don't need that game, you don't need that game. Uh, but I, I can tell you that also. <laughs> I, I need to stop watching trailers for it. I'm going to convince myself that I uh, want that game. Uh, so, yeah, you also have uh, what is it that's uh, coming out here pretty quick? Uh, Chained Echoes comes out uh, in a couple of days. That's an RPG. Um, the aforementioned Final Fantasy Chronicles, uh, not Chronicles. Final Fantasy Reunion, whatever, whatever, uh, Crisis Core, uh, Dragon Quest Treasures, Infinite Guitars comes out the same day. High on Life also comes out the same day. That's going to be on Game Pass, so you've been waiting on that. Neon White comes to the Sony systems, so if you've been waiting on that to come to something that's not Switch or PC, it will be out pretty soon. You also get The Witcher 3 uh, next-gen Current gen expansion or next gen uh, remaster redo whatever the hell. Well, it's not a remaster. It's like a upres or whatever. Well, they like yeah, <laughs> yeah. And then the Azure Striker Gun Vault Three is coming to the the Sony systems as well. So you get that. So there's a cool few cool things. Uh, Cluster Protocol just came out a few days ago. Apparently had. Glowing reviews. Some issues. Midnight Suns also came out. That one actually had some decent reviews. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, there's that, at least. So, well, until we're here, possibly Friday, if not for sure, next week. We'll see you later, everybody. Later. Later. Bye.